0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, asking him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. I will go to the altar of God. To God my exceeding joy. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Amen. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not left you with whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
1: The cords of Sheol entangle me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress I called upon the Lord. From his temple he heard my voice. and O O Lord, my strength the Lord. of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress I called upon the Lord. From his temple he heard The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Lord, graciously hear the prayers of your people, that we who justly suffer the consequence of our sin may be mercifully delivered by your goodness to the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
0: The first lesson for the Sunday called Septuagesima is written in the second book of Moses, known as Exodus, chapter 17. They said, Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst? And Moses cried out to the Lord, What am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord answered Moses, Walk on ahead of the people, take with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb, strike the rock, and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the place Massah and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled and because they tested the Lord, saying, is the Lord among us or not? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed a stronghold in times of trouble. And those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. For the needy shall not always be forgotten and the hope of the poor shall not perish for Arise,
0: O Lord, let not men prevail. The second lesson is written in St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapters 9 and 10. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. No, I beat my body and make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers, that our forefathers were all under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them. And that rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered over the desert. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks, Out of the depths I cry to you, o Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy, if you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand, but with you there is forgiveness that you,
0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 20th chapter.
1: Glory be to you, Lord.
0: Jesus said, For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire men to work in his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About the third hour he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, You also go and work in my vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour and did the same thing. About the eleventh hour, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, Why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, You also go and work in my vineyard. When the evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, These men who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, Friend, I am not being unfair to you. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the man who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise be to you, O Christ.
0: Grace and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus. Jesus tells us a parable in which the kingdom of heaven is like a man who hired workers to labor in his vineyard. For there is indeed very much work that needs to be done in the kingdom of God into which you and I have been called." First, there is simply the work of doing the will of the master. Whatever the boss wants done is the job. In the kingdom of God, that is the will of God. That is the law of God. Summed up by his Ten Commandments, it governs every single aspect of our lives It's all-inclusive, and it's hard work. Work like so much other work, work that is never done. Then, more specifically, there is a work, the work of tending his vineyard. A large amount of work to be done in God's vineyard in the church. It takes a lot of work to keep a church going. And people to do that work, besides, alongside the work of the preacher, there is much work to be done that belongs to those who volunteer and serve, organize, contribute, and give of time and skills and offerings. And on top of that, There is also work needed to grow the kingdom so that his kingdom may spread and grow. There is work to be done to get the word out, to to at least try to make the church appealing to outsiders, work to attract, invite, and welcome. But, you might know, work in the kingdom is not equally done. The the labor is not evenly distributed. Some, a few, seem to do all the work while others seem to work not at all. Of course, the truth is that, that most, most don't even come in. They do nothing. They don't care what God wants. They do not hear him or believe him and certainly don't do any work that he wants, they are outside of the church, outside of the kingdom, and simply refuse to come in. But we're not talking about them. We are talking about those who have been hired to work, those within So even there, there are some who are technically on the payroll, but because they were hired just before quitting time, basically have done nothing. They cost more than they contribute. They're like like dead weight. They're very little different from those outside. The majority, most, are are somewhere in the middle. They, They were hired in the middle of the day. They do some work, but but only if they have to, only if they're begged to. They don't volunteer to do more of their own accord, and they let a small handful do all the work. And then finally, there are those who do everything. Involved in everything, working from sunup to sundown hard work to show their commitment to their Lord by what they say and do. They are perhaps generous givers, they are generally pious Christian people, and they suffer much. They give up much. There are so many other things that they could be doing instead. Okay. So how would we react? To find out at the end of the day at the end of our time in God's vineyard, where there is much work to be done, but it's not evenly done, if everyone receives the same. The exact same response, regardless of their work activity, the same response, the same reward and payment from the one who called you to work. Obviously, that wouldn't be fair. Equal pay for unequal work is not equitable. On the one hand, it seems perfectly reasonable for the full-day workers to expect more than the slackers. And it seems perfectly reasonable for them then to lodge a complaint when they all get paid the same thing. On the other hand, the master rightly points out, don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? He says, I want to give. You got a problem with that? And it turns out we do. And not just us, along with the disciples to whom Jesus told this parable. Just in the section right before this, this text, the disciples pointed out to Jesus that they had left everything to follow him. And they asked him, what will we then get? So, if you're willing to work, but not more than the rest to do what God wants, to do what is right, if you want to do the right thing but not if everyone else isn't going to do it, too. And if you want to serve but you want to make sure that others are doing their fair share, too. If you find out that in the end, everyone gets the same and you're not to be compensated more for your harder work, then you you realize that you could have done nothing all along and gotten the same result. You find out that instead of doing good, you could have been doing evil all along because that is what you would have preferred to do. But because you've done good, because you've worked hard, you figure you deserve more, and these others, they don't deserve to be in line with you, made equal to you. Jesus' parable is a call to repentance to hard workers, to his disciples, whose envy and pride and arrogance has revealed their own wretched heart. And the first have been made last. You see, if you insist on fair treatment, or a fair workload, or getting what you deserve, then you will get it. The Master says, take your pay and go, which would be the most awful words that we could ever hear from our Lord. Take what belongs to you. Take what you deserve. For those who want what they deserve from God will get it. For all, and that includes all who labor in his, vi- in his vineyard, all have failed to do the work God commanded. And the wages, the payment for sin is death. Separation from God and his generosity toward everyone is hell. If you want what's coming to you, take it. The parable Jesus tells them is not, even though we call it the parable of the workers in the vineyard, it's not really about the vineyard. It's not really about the workers. It's not even about the work. Certainly not about the wages. Listen to what Jesus says. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner. It's about this man, the owner of the vineyard, it's about him and he says I want to give the way into the kingdom and the way in the kingdom is not by work it's certainly not by doing more work than others it is by a master who wishes to give generously to give what is not deserved to give by grace. And what he gives, equally to all, is not wages for work. It's not a denarius for the day. What he gives is his only begotten son, his dearly beloved son, who enters into his father's vineyard who enters into the workplace of this world, who comes down in human flesh to work, to do everything that the Master wishes, Jesus goes to work for you from sunup to sundown, from conception to death. He comes, he punches your time card and stands in your place under the law. And then in his church, In his vineyard, it is Jesus who still does the work, the real heavy lifting. What he calls you to do primarily, above all else, is actually to sit, to rest, that's what Sabbath means, to listen, while Jesus goes to work on you, for you. To hear how he lived for you. How he worked for you. Sweat and bled for you. Died for you. And now as he lives, he lives now, even now, to tend to you. To heal you. To wash you. To feed you. Sometimes, indeed, he rebukes you. Prunes you. Disciplines you. But always... Cares for you. Loves you. And it is he. It is always he and it is only he who also grows his church. Through the Holy Spirit whom he has sent, you are saved by grace, not works. And so is anyone else. At the end of the day, the Master wishes to give, always by grace, of always abounding in generous, generous kindness, which is not deserved. Which is the definition of grace. Even even to those who did not work. even to those who have loafed in the marketplace even to those who were sinful and lazy, and even to those who have worked the hardest, even to those who by their work have become proud and trusted in their own work. The Lord's generous gift is a comfort to all alike. Now there is work to be done. And indeed, the Lord has called us to work while it is day, to do the work of His will and His command. He has called us to work and serve, to give and to suffer. But not everyone will do the same. Not everyone has the same gifts or the same opportunities. Yet everyone has the same gracious, generous Lord who wishes to give. Amen. Please stand. Peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We join now in confessing the Christian faith using the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the holy church that all who have been called into the vineyard of the Lord would recognize their unworthiness for such a gracious gift, rejoice in the salvation they have in Christ and remain steadfast in the word. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For all pastors in Christ, that they would gladly preach the saving gospel to all, not counting the cost, and not for their own glory or praise of men, but for Christ's glory alone, for all other church workers, that they would be, would, that all they do would be in service to this same saving gospel, and for an increase in these vocations, that the Lord of the harvest would use his laborers as his blessed instruments in bringing sinners into the vineyard of his redemption and love. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for our congregation, that we would love one another as Christ has loved us, give generously to support the ministry here and abroad, pray for our enemies, put away all earthly grumbling, and bask in the gracious provisions our Lord lavishly bestows on us. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the nations of the world, that justice, peace, and the common good of all would be the goal of all those in and under authority, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those suffering or recovering from illness, for those who are sad and sorrowful, for those suffering from broken relationships or financial distresses, for those to whom death draws near, and for those who are grieving, that Christ would be their health in sickness, their joy in sorrow, and their life in death. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For those who come to the table of the Lord this day, that they would receive the very body and blood of Jesus in repentance and faith, and to their abundant blessing. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord, have mercy. For the faithful who have gone before us and enjoy heavenly bliss, let us give thanks and praise that we may be brought to share with them the feast of joy that never ends in the eternal vineyard of our Lord. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. It is truly good and right that we should at all times and in all places give you thanks, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty and everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with all the saints on earth and hosts of heaven, we praise your holy name and join their glorious song. Blessed are you, O Lord of heaven and earth. We praise and thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, and we remember the great acts of love through which he has ransomed us from sin, death, and the devil's power. By his incarnation, he became one with us. By his perfect life, he fulfilled your holy will. By his innocent death, he overcame hell. By his rising from the grave, he opened heaven. Invited by your grace and instructed by your word, we approach your table with repentant and joyful hearts. Strengthen us through Christ's body and blood, and preserve us in the true faith until we feast with him and all his ransomed people in glory everlasting. Amen.
1: Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, eat, This do as often as you drink it
0: in remembrance of me. Therefore, O Lord, according to his institution, we, your servants, celebrate here before your divine majesty. With these, your holy gifts, the commemoration your Son has willed us to make. Remembering his blessed passion, mighty resurrection, glorious ascension, we give you most hearty thanks for the innumerable benefits he has secured for us. And we humbly ask you to grant that by his merits and death, and through faith in his blood, we in your whole church may receive forgiveness of sins and all other benefits of his passion.
1: Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread,
0: We give you thanks, O Lord, for the foretaste of the heavenly banquet that you have given us to eat and to drink in this sacrament. Through this gift, you have fed our faith, nourished our hope, and strengthened our love. By your spirit, help us to live as your holy people until that day when you will receive us as your guests at the wedding supper of the Lamb, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you,